Thursday, December 21st. Having a conversation concerning today's headlines and real-life challenges. I'm Tom Lamprecht, along with Pastor Harry Reeder. Stay with us as we apply a biblical worldview with gospel solutions to put the issues of today in perspective. Harry, last week, as Americans and people around the world went about their Christmas preparations, a Christian theologian, a personal friend of yours, a mentor of yours, slipped into eternity. R.C. Sproul, at the age of 78, passed away. Just an absolute titan. We think of the great impact of a Billy Graham in the breadth of the church and his commitment to crusade evangelism. For me, R.C. should be seen in the same way. His outreach commitment and impact was extraordinary as he took the great historic orthodox gospel of Jesus Christ and all the theology attached to it, related to it, undergirding it, surrounding it. And he had this marvelous, wonderful way of communicating it so that what was considered profound truth, he could communicate with such simplicity and attractiveness. His commitment to Reformed theology is legendary. His commitment to the authority of the scriptures, their inerrancy, their infallibility was truly church-shaking, church-encouraging, church-equipping, and that meant that it was world-shaking and world-impactful as well. I had five mentors in ministry. Of those five mentors in ministry, one was R.C. Sproul and the other was James Boyce. Both of those are with the Lord. Three of my mentors are still living, but now both of them are with the Lord. By the way, interesting, James Boyce and R.C. were very close friends. If you've never read R.C.'s book, The Holiness of God, then you're poverty-stricken. I mean, it is so powerful. And his book on the holiness of God, he gloriously describes the scene in Isaiah 6, where the seraphim are gathered around the throne, and the angels and the seraphim are singing, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, and thresholds are trembling. When they called me and told me about R.C. on the day he died, one of my first thoughts was, I know R.C. will be so gloriously enraptured to see his Savior. But I also know he will love to see his mentor, Dr. John Gerstner. He will love to see Dr. Boyce, his dear friend for life. I know he'll seek out Martin Luther. He loved to study the life of Martin Luther. In many ways, R.C. was a reflection of Martin Luther in terms of maintaining, maturing, and growing the understanding of Reformed Reformation theology. That glorious scene that he so wonderfully paints when he preaches and writes of the Isaiah 6 chapter, that he has now joined it, and he is there with praise before the Lord and the trembling thresholds all around him as the glory of the Lord fills the presence of the Lord, and R.C. is present in that presence. And by the way, R.C. was quite the sportsman. He loved baseball, played baseball, loved golf, at one time a two-handicapper. He also tried to keep me away from making a reverse pivot on my backswing. He was always the coach, whether it was theology or golf. He loved to do trivia. I'd come up, we'd immediately go to three things, theology, civil war, and baseball. And of course, he loved Pittsburgh, and I actually played with a number of guys that were with the Pittsburgh Pirates, and my dad was a scout in the front office of the Pittsburgh Pirates. That was another attraction that we had as well. 
Harry, it was back in the 60s and 70s when the Billy Graham organization, Young Life Ministries, Campus Crusade for Christ, Youth for Christ, many of those were flourishing. Many young people were making commitments to Christ. RC came along and said, you know, that's good, but I really want to see people grow deeper in their relationship with Christ. And he started Ligonier Ministries. That's right. And he also was, was an unabashed churchman. As you said, he was really breaking out in his ministry in the 1970s when I was at Covenant College. I had just graduated, and I was a student pastor of a little struggling and new Bible church, and he came and did a conference on the authority and sufficiency, the inerrancy and sufficiency of the Word of God. Wonderful, wonderful time. He comes into the PCA, and I get to know him there. And then when I my doctoral work, I had him for a number of classes with Reformed Theological Seminary. Of course, I always tell people, everybody thought that I loved R.C., which I do love R.C., but I loved Vesta more because she's the one that graded all my papers. <laughs> and it was wonderful. I got R.C. in the classroom, and I got Vesta grading my reports. Of course, that was, that was R.C.'s wife. They did everything together. What a great model of loving your wife, and what a great model she was for other wives, the way she loved her husband. And of course, R.C. was an inveterate writer and author and speaker. R.C. was a big man with a big laugh. He loved a good joke. He loved good humor. One thing people don't know is that if you were to talk to R.C. in the last 15 years of his life and ask him, what has been the greatest joy of your life? Of course, Vesta would be there. And there were many, many great things. He loved his children, his son and his daughter. But one of the things he would tell you, the greatest thing in his life was pastoral preaching. When he became the pastor of St. Andrew's Chapel, he would tell you that's been the greatest experience of his life is pastoral preaching Sunday after Sunday. What do you think R.C. would want to leave as his legacy? Theology matters because all of life is theology. The way you live reflects your theology. Your view of God, all of life is theology. My personal opinion is that would be what he would want people to understand, so do your theology well. R.C. was a stickler on this. He could not stand to hear people say, God has an unconditional love for you. He understood what they meant, but he said, if, if God's love is unconditional, then why is Jesus on that cross? God's love is unmerited. God's love is unstoppable. God's love is relentless. God's love is unconquerable. God's love is glorious and triumphant. God's love is overcoming. And God's grace is the outworking of his love into your life because of the unmerited favor of God. But it can't be unconditional. God is holy, and that's the glorious thing about God's love is he gave up his son to satisfy the unimpeachable holiness of God. He saw that statement unconditional as diminishing the majesty of God's love and actually ultimately attacking the unmerited nature of God's love. God's love is not just a wink, well, I'm holy, but it doesn't matter. No, God's love is so glorious. He found a way when there was no way to make a way to save you. And that way was the gift of his son, who is the way, the truth, and the life. Harry, there's always a remnant. God always has a remnant. It's sad to see someone like R.C. Sproul leave this earth and his gifts are no longer with us. As we speak, God is raising up others. I don't even belong hardly in the same room with R.C. He was, I like the way Chris Larson says it, he was omnicompetent. 
But guys like me are a remnant. There were 10 of us that used to meet with RC every year. We would go down to Orlando, play some golf, have a good meal, talk theology, challenge and encourage each other. I think of all those guys, John Wood, Sandy Wilson, John Sartell, and a number of others. The guys at Ligonier, his uh, dear compatriot, Burke Parsons and Chris Larson, the Ligonier Ministry, which now has captured all of this material and will be used of God for that, the Reformation Bible College, and of course, St. Andrew's Chapel. Let me just finish today by saying these two things. Pray for Vesta, pray for his son, R.C. Jr., and pray for his daughter, his grandchildren. He's a big man, filled a big space, so there is a big space. When you have somebody that loves you deep and you love them deep, there is a deep loss. So I'm praying for them. Pray for Ligonier as it takes this next season. Chris and Burke have been preparing for this. Pray for St. Andrew's Chapel, as I'm sure Burke Parsons will continue that ministry there. And pray for the PCA. We've lost one of our great theologians. Pray for all of us who have been impacted, that somehow we, as that remnant, as you said, will be able to carry forward. Pray that God will use this in just really glorious ways for the work of the kingdom, because if there was any time that we needed to know that theology matters, and your theology is not from human imagination, but divine revelation from God's inerrant, infallible, sufficient Word of God, it is in this day. That would be my second thing. My exhortation is take what R.C. has given us, use it, build on it, and take it to the next generation. Harry, we're out of time for today. Join us again tomorrow, Friday, as we discuss what is Advent. Now, there are a number of ways you can stay in touch with Today in Perspective and Harry Reader. The best way is by downloading the Briarwood app. It is available through your favorite app store. Simply type in Briarwood PCA. You'll have access to audio, video, and written resources that will challenge your walk in the Lord Jesus Christ. It's yours at no cost. We'll do stop by again tomorrow, Friday, as we continue our conversation and as we apply a biblical worldview to put the issues of today in perspective.